Hello, and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm your host. I'm what you would call a practicing professor. I have years of experience consulting in the analytics industry, and I have years of experience teaching analytics in the classroom at Greensboro College. This podcast is an ecosystem that I developed for my students so that they could get world-class career advice from leading analytics experts. To date, my students have got to ask questions directly to analysts and data scientists from Amazon, Apple, and Google. They've even got to talk directly to CEOs, CMOs, and presidents of companies who have been former clients of mine to get insights on how senior managers use data to drive their business decisions. If you're interested in becoming one of my students, check the links in the description down below. I'm currently offering two programs. One is a one-month career services program, and the other is an analytics apprenticeship program associated with Greensboro College. In both of those programs, we take a three-tiered hybrid approach. So you'll have access to pre-recorded asynchronous lectures, live group lectures in a cohort setting, and one-on-one coaching with experts in the analytics space. On average, our students are gaining about a $16,000 pay increase going through the program. On the high end, we've actually helped someone achieve a $54,000 pay increase. This means that on average, our students are recouping their investment between one to two months of landing their job. So if you're ready to take your career to the next level, click the links in the description and apply for our program. I would love to get to work with you. With all that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. In this podcast, we talk to experts in and around the analytics industry. One week, we may talk to a data scientist from a FANG tech company. Then the next week, we may talk to a data engineer or business analyst, or even I may pull one of my consulting clients so you get to hear from an executive on how they use data to drive business decisions day in and day out. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm the founder of Silvertone Analytics, which is a boutique consulting agency that focuses on analytics for medium to small size businesses. I'm also a professor at Greensboro College, where I teach analytics. Most recently, I have founded the Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program, which melds these two job functions together. This is your opportunity to work directly with me and one of my clients. The Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program is a three-month program. In the first month, you're going to be completing the Analytics Foundation Certification backed by Greensboro College. Then in month two, you're going to be taking that knowledge base that you developed in month one and applying it out in the field where you're going to be working with one of my client's executive teams where you're going to be solving a business problem using data and analytics tools. Then in the third month, we're going to bring it all together with a full month of career services. Now, this is going to be quite a bit different than the typical career services at a university or a college. Here, I'm going to help you build a professional brand around where you are as an analyst. So in the first month, you have worked with a ton of different data sets. We're going to take the data sets that really resonate with you to help you hone in on your ideal entry-level job. We're going to build a Tableau public portfolio around that area of expertise. We're going to razor focus your resume and LinkedIn. And I'm also going to coach you on how to talk about yourself in an interview setting. So if you're ready to break into the analytics space, 
head over to learn.silvertonianalytics/apprenticeship and there you can learn more about the program and if you're interested you can apply with all that being said let's start the podcast episode hello and welcome to the how to get an analytics job podcast where we will help you discover where you've been to the analytics marketplace what skills you should build and how to land your analytics dream job I'm John David, analytics agency owner and educator. And I'm Elizabeth Illig, a private career coach and higher education professional. In this podcast, we will not only help you land your next analytics job, but we will give you the tools and strategies to level up your career. I'm Elizabeth Illig, and we are back with How to Get an Analytics Job. I'm one of your co-hosts for the How to Get an Analytics Job channel and podcast. I wanted to give you guys a brief overview of today's podcast and let you know that it was recorded before we knew so much about the coronavirus pandemic. The podcast that you're about to listen to talks about networking, and it does talk about networking in person. It talks about networking at events. And I wanted to let all of you know that we are not condoning that you go to a large event right now. This podcast was recorded in advance, and I do think it still has relevant content for when we all get through this coronavirus pandemic. So we wanted to go ahead and release it so that you had this information available to you. That is the big caveat with today's episode. I hope that you enjoy the content and thank you so much for tuning in to How to Get an Analytics Job. So hi, everybody. We are back with How to Get an Analytics Job, and I have with me today Lindsay Scott, who we're really excited to talk to about LinkedIn. As you all know, we are in our month of networking, which means we are diving into some strategies to network to help you land an analytics job. And so we are going to be focusing today on LinkedIn, what that looks like, what you should have on your profile, and how to use it effectively. So Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Elizabeth. Of course. So I love to start by asking you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. So as he said, my name is Lindsay Scott. So I serve as the director of corporate relations here at High Point University. And so I have a really fun job where I get to work with all of the employers that want to hire um, our students for both internships and full-time jobs. So I manage all of those relationships and get to work with a bunch of the students that get to take on those positions. So um, a lot of different aspects of my job, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, perfect person for us to talk to about networking and LinkedIn because you are certainly talking with students about how to connect and present well to employers. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So let's get started with LinkedIn. Let's start really broadly. What is LinkedIn? Okay, so LinkedIn, if you're a college student, LinkedIn should be your best friend. LinkedIn is a wonderful social platform that basically allows you to connect with professionals across the globe. It is, I kind of on a... um, Simple scale, I like to think of it as social media for the professional purposes. And so you have the opportunity to really see what people's backgrounds are, where they started, what courses they've kind of taken throughout their lives to get to where they are, and actually get to connect with people in jobs that you aspire to kind of have one day. So it's, um, it's free and it's literally, it will be your best friend if you want it to be. It shouldn't be this scary um, platform that you don't know how to use. You can really use it as a tool to help you land the job or the internship that you really want to have. 
Yeah, absolutely. So it's a social media platform, very similar to something like a Facebook for all of you out there. It's just more professionally minded. So you are going to have that news feed where you're going to get updates and information from the people that you follow, the people you're connected with, and you'll have a profile where you're going to put all of your professional information. So think of that as your online resume. So you're right, Lindsay, it can be a wonderful tool for students and young professionals to use. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of which, how can they use it? How can students and young professionals use LinkedIn? Yeah, so one of the biggest things that I really like to advocate to um, young professionals is, especially while you're in college, use that college card because you're never going to have that ability. Once you graduate, unfortunately, that just goes away. And people are so inclined to help college students and speak to college students. Um, There's this inherent nature that people love to talk about themselves and people love to talk about their careers and how they got to where they were and they love to help college students. It's just something that people really um, get excited about doing in kind of whatever capacity they want to. They love helping college students. So use that to your advantage while you still are in school and whatever capacity, if you're in undergrad, graduate school, use that while you can. And so using LinkedIn as a tool to, once you have a great profile and you've really developed it, start doing research on people that are in careers that interest you and actually reach out to them and talk to them because I, nine times out of 10, they're probably going to talk to you. But unfortunately, once you graduate, it gets a lot harder to get those people to maybe return the favor um, quite so easily. But when you're in college, People are like, oh yeah, I'd love to have 15 minutes and kind of share my story with you. Um, But you can really, even if you're not necessarily talking to people on the phone, you can really use it um, to do research on what steps people have taken to get into high profile jobs. You can see other themes that have helped them to get to where they want to go. Um, You can also see, I think it's great because it helps to show you that um, there's this kind of common myth that everyone just starts with this super glamorous job right out of school or this really high profile internship. But in reality, the people that have those really high profile jobs and internships probably did five or six small internships with something you've never heard of to get that first big internship. And so I think it really helps to dispel myths that social media and kind of the world around us says that you have to get this on the first try when that's not really reality. And so I think you can use it from that tool as a research aspect, and then you can use it to really connect to individuals all across the globe. And so I think when you can do those two things in tandem, it really sets you up for success for the future to use it as truly a networking tool. Absolutely. I think you made an excellent point that you can use it as a research opportunity. So Mm -hmm. do market research, see how people progress in their careers, do your research into what would be a typical progression for somebody in this field. And you're right. I think sometimes we see somebody in a high profile position and think, oh, wow, they just got there by virtue of being really good or whatever it might be. And we don't see the progression and LinkedIn will show you the progression. And then the second thing, huge for networking. LinkedIn is a great tool to connect with folks, to find people. You can go to the find alumni feature Mm -hmm. for the college that you attended and find people that way, sort for them that way. So it can be a really good networking tool. And I'm really glad you mentioned get people on the phone or grab copy with them. This isn't just digital networking. We also want to get this person in person. Absolutely. It really leads to that in-person or on-the-phone communication. It's a great way to, um, it's not like Facebook where it's kind of creepy. If you reach out to someone in Messenger, that I know that's a little weird. It's not weird to do it on LinkedIn. It's kind of expected and that's the norm. And 
it really helps to connect people in a virtual capacity, but actually make those connections so that you can have in real life relationships that will further both your careers. Absolutely. And I think too, after you meet somebody, you can connect with them on LinkedIn. It's a great way to stay in touch with them, to message them, uh, updates, that sort of thing. So Mm -hmm. this is a really, really strong tool. Yeah. Um, We know that students and young professionals are hopefully before they reach out, going to have a really strong profile are going to have some things that they include on their LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. So what would you recommend that students and young professionals include? We're going to take a quick pause from the episode so that I can give you some more information about our career services program. Over the last four years, I have developed a very effective approach to teaching the foundations of analytics. And I've taken that same curriculum from my case studies and business analytics class at Greensboro College and turned it into a career services program. So if you've ever thought to yourself as you're listening to this podcast, man, John David's students are really lucky. You can have a very similar experience to them. Just check the link in the description down below. My career services program offers you an analytics foundations curriculum. So this will shore up any gaps in knowledge that you might have in landing either a promotion or maybe even your very first analytics job. And then you get to work one-on-one with me to help build your personal brand. So we will look at your resume and also help you develop a customized portfolio. All right, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, absolutely. So I love to see this as like a fully expanded resume. So um, when you think of a paper resume, a lot of times your career advisor is probably going to tell you you're going to have multiple different resumes based on the job that you're applying for, which is wonderful. I'm a big, strong advocate for that. But LinkedIn is a great way to really be able to showcase so much more. Um, So you can showcase projects that you've done. You can actually list out classes that you've taken, um, potentially for someone who's maybe in a little bit more an area that has hard skills like analytics, um, something technical. You can actually really list out the the coursework that you've done so that you can really prove that you do have that that background as well, Um, because a lot of times those recruiters will, will like to see that. Um, The thing I love too is that you can list class projects that may seem on a resume not be quite as meaty enough or big enough that you want to put it on there, but it's great to put it on your LinkedIn because I like to remember, um, so in my time before this role, I served as a recruiter and you can find just about anything on the internet. Um, And so use that to your advantage so that you can put bits and pieces of information because I look at it as you never know what that one thing that you're going to have experience in is going to be the thing that sets you apart from someone else. Maybe you did a research project on animal science and you happen to be working with a recruiter who they're looking for someone and they're going to show preference to someone who has a background or an interest with something to do with animals. Awesome. That could be the thing that sets you apart. It may seem random and unimportant at the time, but it's a great way to distinguish all the great accomplishments that you've had. With that being said, you want to make sure that it's fleshed out in a really professional manner. You don't need to list every single thing you've done from kindergarten. That is, um, I, we don't. <laughs> I, you don't. I'm sure you've done some wonderful things and you've accomplished a lot, but I would, I would really um, stick to those, at least college um, accomplishments. If you did something really incredible in high school, um, maybe if you're really proud of it and it's something that you, it's, that you carry with you to this day, 
um, I think that that's wonderful. But other than that, I like to see those college accomplishments. And ones, um, and something that I work with a lot of employers on is putting things that you are passionate about and that if someone's gonna ask you about, oh, I saw this on your LinkedIn, make sure it's something that you can really speak to that you've done. I hate when students put these little things that, oh, I attended um, meetings for this club. Did you actually really invest your time into this club? Did you really pour yourself into it? Do you have a passion for it or were you just there? If you were just there and it's just something to put on your resume, I would be careful of those kind of things. So put things that you really can speak to that represent you well. And that if someone was to, let's say, reach out to that club president, say, tell me about Susie. That president better know who Susie is and what Susie has done for. Um, right. And so keeping it clean and simple, but also making sure that you have um, a lot to say about yourself because you have done a lot of great things. So representing yourself well. The next thing that I would also want to see is make sure and expand just beyond student at XYZ organization. Um, you have something to offer to organizations. And so make sure you are taking the time to actually articulate what you have to offer to these employers because recruiters have maybe five seconds that they're going to look at your LinkedIn profile or your resume, a lot of times they're just gonna look in the search bar. So let's make sure whatever information you're putting out there is saying, this is who I am and this is how I can be an asset to your organization. If you can do all of those things and really do that in a professional manner, honestly, you've got a winning LinkedIn and a great platform that's gonna set you up for really, as, as long as LinkedIn is gonna be around, you're setting yourself up for success um, with those kind of key features. Yeah, so you're talking a little bit about the headline, which is where Absolutely. students and young professionals are able to include information about themselves. So think of this as yep. a little bit of a, I don't know that I would call it a summary because there isn't a about section where mm -hmm. you can do a summary, but it's sort of your tagline if that's how you want to look yeah. at it. So you can do this by uh, creating or using a couple of different areas that you have a focus in. So maybe you want to highlight that you're a business analyst and you have some yes. Tableau abilities and you're able to use Power BI, or maybe you want to highlight some specific industries that you're interested in, you know, yes. business analysts interested in X industry. But what Lindsay's talking about is when you search on that bar in LinkedIn, recruiters can see and companies can see, HR managers can see right off the bat a little bit about you. And that's an opportunity to use that headline as a tagline about you. So for example, mine has something like career coach, resume writer, writer, and Gallup certified Clifton Strengths coach. And so those immediately give you some feedback about what I do as a professional. So that's what she's talking about when she's talking about your headline, where your area where you can include a tagline about yourself. Yeah, and to add to that, something I do wanna mention is that make sure you keep up with that tagline. I hate seeing alumni that are still listed. Um, for me, a student at High Point University, I'm like, you're not a student anymore. And it makes it really confusing for recruiters. And if they see that, um, a lot of times they'll just kind of skip right past you and you don't want that to ever happen. So make sure you keep up with these things. LinkedIn is not something to just set up your profile and then not use it or not look at it or not edit anything. Um, so make sure you're keeping up with it to reflect where you are kind of in your professional journey. But as you said, with that summary or um, excuse me, your um, kind of tagline, I love to see when students really have what they're looking for um, because that keeps it really quick and simple for a recruiter to see. Um, I know there's a lot of like um, older professionals will have a little bit maybe more of a creative title 
um, or they'll have kind of something a little more like quote driven or, um, and I think that's wonderful um, when you get to a certain point in your career, but when you're specifically looking for a job, talking about kind of, I'm interested in business analytics, um, graduating May 2020, um, something that really signifies exactly what you are looking for. I think that um, streamlines the process for a recruiter and ultimately you're going to get more clicks on your profile, which for a recruiter that's looking for you, that's ultimately what you want. There are recruiters that they get paid to basically troll LinkedIn all day. And so if you can make your profile easier to search and find, um, that's really going to set you up for success in the long run. Once you have kind of a career and you're building your career, then you can maybe focus on having a little bit more of a creative tagline. But um, I like to save that for a little bit after college, once you're a little bit more settled in your career. Right. Yes. So definitely can signal to recruiters that you are interested in certain types of roles or certain types of industries, and that can make it really easy on recruiters and employers who are looking exactly. for candidates. Absolutely. What about the summary section? I mean, we alluded to that a little bit. Students and young professionals hate writing this summary section. It's pretty hard to Do write. They hate writing summaries. They really hate it. Uh, yes. What would you recommend that they include in this summary area? Yes. So summaries are something I don't like to see long summaries. I am a very um, um, brief person. I, I like to know what I need to know and then move on. And especially as a recruiter, you don't have that much time in the day. And so um, I don't want to get bogged down by really long paragraphs. Um, so I love to see kind of a formula of, okay, this is who I am. This is what kind of my background is. And um, one, maybe two sentences. And so if you're a college student, that should be pretty easy to do. Um, your business analytics student, maybe you have specialty of some sort that you want to list. Then I like to have a brief um, kind of statement on your experience, your background. Um, maybe if you've done, if you're looking for a job, you've done several internships, so you can talk about a little bit um, of an overview of maybe certain um, hard skills that you have that um, so they can see that really quickly that you have experience in that. And then ultimately, I like to see what can you offer to an organization. And so give me an insight into how your brain really works. Um, I love to see how students would approach almost a problem so um, that I kind of know what I'm getting in a sense if I'm if I'm going to talk to you. So maybe how you approach a problem. Um, do you think creatively? This is where I love to see the um, Clifton Strengths Finder, and because I think it's a great way for employers to be able to see, okay, what kind of sets you apart and how you think, because that's going to ultimately be an asset to my organization. So I highly recommend um, either maybe using the Strengths Finder or um, some sort of way to really pick apart your personality. And so for me, I love to tell people that I love building relationships and I'm um, a very strategic thinker. So those are things that is kind of at the core of who I am and how I do my job. And so that's gonna tell my employer, okay, this is how she's gonna do her job differently maybe than someone else because this is how her personality is. But I think if you can give people kind of like a hi, this is who I am, why, this is kind of what I've done. So really brief summary of my background. You're not stating everything you've done because remember that's gonna be right below. Um, you're gonna give a kind of a really quick 30 second overview of what you've done and those hard skills maybe that you've learned. And then, what sets you apart? This is kind of why you should hire me in a sense. It's almost like a really, really, really mini cover letter um, that's giving just people a 30,000 foot overview of why they should hire you and um, almost gives a little personality behind your 
all the opportunities that you have. You're going to see your opportunity or your um, experience below and all the opportunities that you've had to engage in in school. So give people like a little color and flavor as to who you are and um, kind of what makes your brain tick and how you do your job. That's how I like to look at summaries and keep it short and sweet because um, people don't have time to read three paragraph summaries. They, they don't have time. And they don't want to spend the time to do it. Sure. Yes. People are busy. They're looking for yes. candidates pretty quickly. And so absolutely in that summary section, I think Lindsay described it really well of that overview, that 30,000 feet overview of who you are as a professional, what you have to offer, what makes you unique. I like to think of it as your highlight reel. So if you were just going to give me the main highlights of you as a professional, what would those be? And Lindsay really broke that down really well for you all to understand or for everybody out there to understand what to include in the summary section. We focused a lot on student profiles. I will say that as we are moving out of college and we're starting to get those first opportunities, that's when we start to see some things coming off of LinkedIn. So as yep. Lindsay mentioned, maybe there are some clubs that you weren't super involved in, or maybe you don't need that class project there anymore because you have some professional experience. Exactly. Maybe, I mean, certainly at that point, we would not see any high school experience. So typically, and mm -hmm. the later years of college is when high school experience starts to come off. I have seen small things like Eagle Scout or something to that nature stays like on. Those. Right, yes. which is fine, but for the most part, things that you did in high school after you're graduating or as you're a junior and senior, those are things we're going to leave off. So your LinkedIn profile, as Lindsay mentioned, is something that's ever-evolving, ever-changing, and as you grow with your experience, you're going to want to update it. You're going to want to include that experience in the profile, and also you may be tweaking the summary and the headline. You may be tweaking those things so that they are more relevant to what you're interested in now. This is great, Lindsay. And I think it's something to note too, um, that as you do get out of school, if you're not looking for a job anymore, you really love your job, that's when you can really start to change that. But when you're a senior and you're looking for a job, I really want your profile to reflect that you are looking for a job. My LinkedIn now is not going to reflect that I'm looking for a job because I love my job. And so my profile now, I'm going to use it more as a networking tool so that I can help build my network for my job instead of trying to broadcast, hey, I'm, I'm interested in opportunities. I'm interested now in opportunities to network with people so that I can help to grow my position even more. Um, so that's really kind of an example of how it's really gonna change over the years and that is okay, that's, that's what it's for and that's the really cool thing about LinkedIn is you can make your profile so unique to you and with a little bit of effort um, and really intentional, almost branding of yourself, you can really make it, you can get what you need out of it if you put in that work. Sure. And you've mentioned two good things. LinkedIn really serves two main purposes. I mean, maybe a third would be some educational resources, mm -hmm. but two main, main focuses of LinkedIn are the networking piece. So it is a social network where you can find people, which is sort of the umbrella of this episode, but then also it can serve as a job board. It can be a place where you look for jobs and connect with, recruiter, with recruiters. And that's sort of where the lines blur between networking and looking for jobs. Yep. So this platform has a lot of great features, a lot of things that you want to consider. And as Lindsay mentioned, you can grow your LinkedIn profile as you continue to grow. And perhaps in other stages in life, you're using it mainly as a networking tool to build professional relationships, to build your current role. And other times you may be using it as more of 
of a job search or more of a networking to connect with recruiters and employers. So you can tweak it in your approach depending on where you are in your career, which is one of the great things about LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. Lindsay, I'm going to wrap us up with one question because I know you've had probably a lot of success stories in your role. You've seen student success stories with LinkedIn, but what is one success story that comes to mind for a student who used LinkedIn? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd love to say there's just one, but I will say it happens so often that um, I think it's, it's noteworthy to say that this is such a common occurrence is students will come in and they want to get started on the internship search process. Okay, wonderful. Do you have a resume or LinkedIn? Nope, haven't gotten there yet. And it's like, okay, that's great. Let's go ahead and um, start building your resume. We build our resume and say, okay, we're going to start kind of extrapolating this and putting it on your LinkedIn. Now we're going to build that profile. And it's so fun to see them even just sitting in our office and they'll be building their profile. They'll have it um, at a good starting point. And then they'll start reaching out to people and connecting with people that they think are really interesting and they want to talk to. And all of a sudden, it'll be a day later and they'll come back and say, Miss Scott, that person I connected with actually responded to me. We're going to have coffee when I'm home for break. I'm like, it's great. Happens. It, it, people get so excited about it. Um, but probably, and so that happens all the time. And students, I don't think, believe that it happens that quickly and organically. Um, and that if they just say hello and, hey, I want to learn more about your career, your career really interests me. That because that isn't too scary to say. I think that's a pretty easy, easy to have. But people respond really well to that. Students all of a sudden that kind of click for them and that um, that okay this does work and people will respond to me. Not everyone's going to respond, but a good amount of people are. Um, and then when you take it a step further and all of a sudden it becomes, hey, I actually spoke with this person who really interests me at the Today Show, and they are an executive producer, and I'm really interested. And then. Um, a student that I had actually reached out to this person and then started grabbing coffee with this person when they were home on breaks and would go into New York City and meet them. And then all of a sudden, one to two times a semester would update them on kind of what they were doing and just keeping them kind of in the know of different projects that they were working on. And then all of a sudden, you know, they didn't get accepted for the first year for the Today Show, but they did the second time. And then when you know it, got hired after school based on the relationships that they made um, and it all started with LinkedIn, but then not only did it start with LinkedIn, they kept that relationship going and used LinkedIn to kind of continue that relationship organically. So it's not so scary as to maybe send someone a full-blown email. It's just like continuing to like people, like things that people are actually posting on LinkedIn. It's um, commenting on maybe a success that they've had and staying in the know, keeping them abreast of what you're up to that really paid off for this student. And there's a lot more student stories that happen like that, but this one just happened to be um, such a long time kind of drawn out and they really worked hard to keep that relationship going. Um, But it's just proof that a free platform, you can really make so much out of it and ultimately land your dream job right out of school after it. So I I just think that's such a cool, cool thing that makes our, our world seems like it's so big, but LinkedIn really helps to make it so much smaller. And all of a sudden that whole, I guess, six or seven degrees of separation with like Kevin Bacon. That's a very real thing. It's, it's, you will realize how quickly your web will just grow if you put a little bit of effort into it. And all of a sudden it's, well, I have a friend that knows this person, this person knows this one. And so it's just so cool to see how your world kind of expands, but also feels so much smaller at the same point in time, because you realize that you really do know more people than you think you do. And, um, 
students that maybe say, oh, you know, my parents don't, they don't have any connections they can share with me. Well, the great thing is this platform lets you build those connections yourself and helps you to grow your web on your own. And I just think that is the coolest platform. Um, and the fact that you can start that starting your freshman year, um, you have no excuse not to be using it. Absolutely. I like to think of, the, so people will say it's who you know, but I think it's more about who you're willing to get to know. And that yes. student example is a great example of a reach out and also follow up. I mean, we've talked about this before on the podcast in episode 10 with John David, when we were talking about networking and kicking off this month's theme, we talked about the importance of following up, not just the initial reach out, the initial coffee or the initial meeting, but then following up periodically throughout the year to update that person. And Lindsay yes. mentioned a couple of ways that you can use LinkedIn to do that, liking things, commenting on something. And then even in addition to that, using an email to update somebody is another way you can reach mm -hmm. back out. But follow-up is really important and LinkedIn can be a tool to do that. So Lindsay, I want to ask you one last question that's going to be really tactical. It's going to be kind of getting into the weeds, but yeah. you mentioned people can reach out, students can reach out on LinkedIn, and mm -hmm. I'm sure you've seen your fair share of really amazing <laughs> reach outs and, and some reach outs that maybe were needed a little work, needed a little love. So what are some of, Lindsay's laughing really hard. Yes. <laughs> what are some of the reach outs that you would say have been successful? Could you give us an example? Yes, absolutely. So um, when you're reaching out to someone, and I feel this way about if you're reaching out to someone in general, my job is all about reaching out to people. That's pretty much what I do all day. Remember to tell people what you're looking for. Don't just, everyone knows you're looking for something. So state what you're actually looking for help with. If you want to learn more about their career, that's great. If you are really interested in learning more about opportunities with the organization they work at, just tell them that because people know you want something. You reached out to them. So tell them in a professional way what you are actually looking for help with. And studies show that you're about 90% more likely to actually get what you want from that relationship when you're just honest about what you're looking for help with. If you just hit connect and don't actually even put a message with it, that's like my biggest fail. I'm like, please, please don't do that. Um, mm -hmm. Unless I already know you and we're just kind of connecting because we're colleagues and it's like, oh, we should probably be connected on LinkedIn. That's like probably the only time I think it's really appropriate to do so. Otherwise, state what you want from people and the relationship that you're hoping to develop. And if there's something that you can offer to them, state that as well and how your kind of partnership can be mutually um, beneficial. But also, this is when the college student card is so valuable because you really don't necessarily have to have as much to offer up to them. Um, when you're out of school, you have to have a little bit more to offer up, hopefully. But at this point in time, say, I want to learn more about your career. I want to network with your company. I'm really interested in um, learning more about a job that I just applied for and I want to be considered for it. So just state what you're looking for and just be honest. I think students have this tendency to think it ha it's like this big, scary thing. Tell them what you want. That's, that's really that's what you got to do. Say it in a professional manner. Remember your please and thank yous. And honestly, you can't really go wrong with that. I don't think there's a magical like formula of how to write it, but if you're professional, you're concise and you say what you want, you really can't go wrong with it. I will, I will always accept and gladly speak to anyone who can really do that, to be perfectly honest. So it's, it, don't overthink it. It's, it's a simple process, but students make that to be way more complex than it needs to be. Right. I like to say the worst things that are going to happen are they are either going to ignore you mm -hmm. or 
they're going to tell you they can't help you with whatever you've reached out about. And pretty much those things is that bad, y'all. It really be Especially if someone tells you they can't help you with what you asked for, if you've told them what you are asking them for, there's a good chance they're probably going to try and connect you with someone. Be like, you know what? I can't help you with that. But John Smith over in the accounting department, he can help you out with that. And right. here's his contact information. So there you go. You've gotten, gotten what you need. But literally the worst thing that happens is either they say no or they don't, they don't connect. And that's okay too. Right. Because we move on and you just, you move on and keep looking for more people to connect with. Right. Exactly. And people are busy. Please don't take this personally. A lot of times people are not checking their LinkedIn every single day in certain industries. And so don't take it too personally. Move on, like Lindsay said. And I think there's just one caveat I would say with reaching out, which is I really highly encourage you all not to say, I want to connect with you to get your connections. Please don't say that. Please don't say that. That feels like you're using the person. That's probably going to turn the person off. Mm -hmm. Please do not say that. So Lindsay's giving you some good tips for what you can say. And she's shaking her head. Yeah, Don't don't say you just want someone's contacts because I won't give you my contacts. Right. If you want to learn more about my career in the industry that I'm in and I get to know you, then I'll probably share my contacts with you. Right. Um, But if you're just like, you just want to use someone that's not okay. But if you want to get to know someone and build a relationship with them so that you can have a mutually kind of beneficial network, that is awesome. I am, I'm so for that. Um, but don't ever try to use someone. That's a very, very good addition. Yes, absolutely. Well, so this has been really fun, Lindsay. We are oh, wrapping you. up our episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us and we've wrapped up our episode. That is it for our LinkedIn episode. And so you are actually going to hear from Lindsay in a little bit on another episode. So stay tuned for that in the future. But for now, Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed Thank you, to you so much. This was great. Yay. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for tuning in to how to get an analytics job. And we look forward to providing some more content next week. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.